0: Dak Prescott is out, but the Cowboys not putting him on injured reserve should they go big game hunting at quarterback. Plus week one outliers in our week two power rankings right here from all of our NFL podcast hosts. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi again, everyone, and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for making us your first listen here on Locked On NFL. We have a ton to get to, and we're going to start with Dak Prescott. But first, a reminder that today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. And Tony We know Dak Prescott is hurt. He's not going to be placed on injured reserve as of now. The Cowboys holding out hope that he might be able to come back within that four weeks or so after having that procedure on his thumb. But this surprises me because the Cowboys are known for their splashy moves. They've certainly made plenty of splashes over the years. It doesn't sound like they're going to sign a big name quarterback or make a big trade for say Jimmy Garoppolo ESPN's Jeremy Fowler says the Cowboys do not plan to pursue a significant trade for a quarterback barring an unforeseen change they won't take any possibility completely off the table but with Prescott's improvement uh timeline wise and Cooper Rush's familiarity with the offense team feels like it can be patient and not maybe pull off a blockbuster trade for Jimmy Garoppolo is this the right call the wrong or the wrong call
1: Annoying the circumstances, it would be the right call because you're supposed to build your team and equip your team so that if your quarterback goes out with concussion or something short-term, that your backups are supposed to be a guy that can get you through. Just get you through. I mean, every team in the league can, can claim that if they lose their starter, they're in trouble because starting quarterbacks don't grow on trees. But you can't go into the season with the dude as your backup that's not worthy of being your backup. So from that point, it's the right move. But it's the wrong move in a, in a on a bigger scale. And what I mean by that is it's because Jerry will never admit that he's wrong about anything, right? He, he He's stubborn. He This team is built and constructed. I, I, I was on them last year because I, I knew how talented they were. And I think the window's closed. I thought the window was closed before Dak got hurt. Dak looked – they didn't look like – on Locked On NFL or on the Locked On Podcast Network, they said uh, Marcus Marcus Moser posed the question, are they done without Dak? I said they were done with them based on the way that they looked. Because they've had so much attrition on defense, because their offensive line isn't as deep as it used to be, and nobody knows why they did the things that they did at wide receiver, this just falls right in line with everything else that Jerry's done. So it's wrong from the fact that we know the reason he's doing it is because he's stubborn and he wants to be right. And he wants to show that he's made all of these good, smart decisions. But it's the right thing to do because had he made the right decisions, you aren't supposed to be going and fishing for a quarterback if your guy's just only going to be out six to eight weeks.
0: Yeah, and and hopefully it's sooner than that for Dak. Um, it's one of two things here. Do you think you can make a real run this year? If they think they can make a real run this year, which, again, week one, and we'll talk about outliers, the Bucks. Didn't look great, but the Cowboys looked much, much worse in that game on Sunday night. But Cooper Rush is not going to win you games. Uh -uh. Cooper Rush could keep you afloat if Amari Cooper was there and that offensive line was what it was and Michael Gallup was healthy and CeeDee Lamb was one of a trio and uh, Zeke Elliott was in his prime and that defense had enough pass rush, not just Micah Parsons. And you get my point. If this was a stacked, loaded roster that didn't have deficiencies, could you survive with Cooper Rush for three games, four games? Sure. Do I think they're going to be able to do that with this roster? With, you know, your second option in the passing game is Dalton Schultz. Zeke Elliott is washed. Certainly feels that way. It's not like he was popping off the page, popping off the field on Sunday. I just, I don't think they're talented enough to overcome that at quarterback. So it's one of two things. Either you go in on Jimmy G and you you think that with him, he's going to be able to keep you afloat, and he would have to waive his no-trade clause, and it's going to cost you, no doubt about it, especially after the way Trey Lance played week one. Or you stand pat and realize that this might not be your year, and Marcus Mosher might be right. And I think ultimately he is right. Without Dak, and I don't think Dak's great. I think Dak's good, not great. But without Dak, where are you great? Where is the, the really good on this roster? Micah Parsons, awesome. Digs out as a corner, I think he's a bit overrated, but really, really good. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to miss some guys, of course. Dak's good. C.D. Lamb, I think, is good, even though he had a rough week one. There's not many guys that you're like, oh, got to look out for him. And, and that matters when you have a quarterback Go down, and your starting quarterback go down, especially someone that's what top twelve, top thirteen in the league, like that right. Prescott.
1: So when you when you ask that question, James, the the initial question that you asked to survey all of this, if you were to ask someone who just has an informed opinion, like Marcus Mosher, that know who, by the way, locked on Cowboys, who knows and understands the landscape of the Dallas Cowboys, you ask him that question, you're going to get an objective, or you're going to get a real good honest answer right mm-hmm. an assessment if you ask Jerry does he have a chance to win he's gonna say yes and that's the problem with him even if they don't he's gonna say yeah we have a chance because if you say you don't have a chance it's a reflection of him mm-hmm. Jerry speaks to the media before the coach does after the game
0: mm-hmm. he has
1: made everything about him uh but he doesn't think it's about him see so when everything when stuff goes wrong, He can always point to who the problem is and talk about whether or not he's going to fix things or what somebody else needs to do. The problem is Jerry Jones. He Mm -hmm. is the issue. Now, he could also be, if this thing ever turned around, be someone you point at and you say he's a part of the solution. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is it's too big of a voice. I don't care what your checkbook does. It's too big of a voice. It has too much of an impact on what what goes on, the decisions that are made. And because of that, he doesn't realize that he circumvents the locker room. He circumvents the authority of his coach. Why do you have a coach if you're going to do the things that you do that mm-hmm. actually take away from the team being good? So, basically, asking Jerry uh, if he has a chance would be like trying to get a kindergartner's parent to admit that the reason why the kid is out of control is because of home training. It just ain't. He's never going to admit it. He's always mm-hmm. going to blame it on somebody else, and he's going to deflect. They're in trouble. And I know yeah. you call me Mr. Cowboy fan or whatever, but I was looking at the talent last year. I was looking at all of those people, the ones that they let go. We saw Randy Gregory last night, and they had got him together and all of this stuff. I was looking at the talent, and I was looking at the fact that the, the NFC was in a little bit of a, a shambles, especially in that division. Now, I even though they only gave up 19 points the other night, and I think they still have talented players, I just think they're going to have a hard time, and they probably look like the worst team in that division now.
0: I'd call Cam Newton. I just say it. I, I looked. I looked at who was out there, and um, look, maybe he can give you this like running dynamic and give your your offense a different feel. I'd at least work him out. I would. And and there are other guys out there. Uh, no one that really stands out a ton. Not going to lie to you, but that would be the guy free agent wise. Everyone's going to say Jimmy G. Um, Sam the, 40s, doesn't,
1: doesn't the 49ers really the 49ers need to keep Jimmy G from what I saw. Uh, maybe,
0: maybe. Yeah. And so th- that's the part though is is you're going to have to find something. Cam Newton. I'd work him out. I would. I mean they got to sign a quarterback anyway. So they're gonna, Cooper Rush is going to go to the 53 if he hasn't already and uh and then you're going to have to get someone else. On and, at least on the practice squad, so we'll see who it is. And maybe by the time people hear this, they've they've added somebody.
1: Now imagine this going into that game, or while you're watching that game before Dak got hurt. Now we're saying that the priority is Cam Newton. There were people tweeting this out. Look at me, James. That this guy, right? That they needed to call AB to get oh AB God. to come to Dallas. But now, how you gonna sign K- AB a- or Odell and Cam Newton and expect to keep all your chemistry? It would be a circus. First of all, there's nothing I want to see more than for them to sign all three of those dudes and let this stuff work itself out. But Jerry Jones is getting exactly what he asked for. You want attention, then you got it.
0: Hell, T.O.'s available. Still running, what, a four six or whatever at 48 years old. Right, right. Get your popcorn ready. Cam to T.O. You can get – just throw them all down there and, and see what happens. <laughs> all these stars that – uh you know, I think Odell can still
1: play. Odell can still play. I don't think I Antonio think Brown is I, playing again. I, I, I don't think I think he can play, but I, no, I don't no think, doubt. Yeah, There's no I, doubt I, there. I mean Antonio Brown's one of the six or seven best wide receivers I've ever seen in my life. By but, the way. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. But the I, the other stuff is just it's unbearable to deal with, man. It, it is. And I'm the most patient dude when it comes to dealing with en- enigmatic personalities. That's why I can show up here every Wednesday and do this show with you. But my thing is. <laughs> He he has reached a limit, him and Kanye both, and they're hanging out with each other. I I have reached my limit with everything that I can take from either one of those people.
0: Speaking of can still play, Mm -hmm. are there any week one outliers? Because I saw a receiver that looked like he could still play that I haven't seen look like this in quite some time, and we will get to that and so much more. Right here on Locked On NFL. But first, a word from LinkedIn Jobs because you're gearing up for fall and you need the right people on your team, just like the Cowboys need the right people on their team and they don't got them right now. And you're helping your small business, you're trying to get it to fire on all cylinders, become a well oiled machine. Well, you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. They have simple tools, screening questions and it's going to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience that you're looking for so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: All right, thank you for making us your first listen every single day here on Locked On NFL. I am Tony Wiggins along with James Rapine, the man, the myth, the legend. And uh, fun week in the NFL this week. Uh, We saw some things that we did not expect to see. I don't want to steal your thunder. I did not expect the team you cover to have a quarterback throw four picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but I'll leave that for you. I'm going to tell you something else I didn't expect to see. And I don't expect to see it again. I saw it and I didn't expect to see it again. I was expecting that the bears were the worst team on paper in the NFL. And that no matter what the weather is, that when you play a team as gifted as the 49ers on both sides of the ball, Mm -hmm. that even if you played them in a pig pen, if you played the football game on ice skates, if you played it all with your clothes on backwards and blindfolded, the better team is supposed to win, right? What on earth Happened to the 49ers to the point where they lose to the Bears when Fields only throws for 117 yards. It looked like it it, it just totally shocked me. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I had a ticket on Bet Online and I lost because of them. They were the only when I filled it out, they were the first team that I chose, bro. Yeah, and they were the ones that ended up screwing up my ticket. So I I don't, even though I want to be mad at the 49ers, and I don't quite trust Trey Lance, I'm not as hard on him as everybody else, like Mike Mars. I don't know if you saw that, but I'm, I'm hard on him because I don't think the 49ers trust Trey Lance, and I think they're doing what Jerry's trying to do, and they're trying to be right about him. And I think it affects the entire thing. And it's going to affect the team. Eventually, the team and the body language, they're going to be like, no, the other guy took us to the championship game. Put him in. What are you doing? So I hope that what I see from the 49ers is just an outlier. And I think what I saw from the Bears is an outlier. And it won't happen again.
0: Yeah, I I think I think both of those are fair. Um, As far as outliers go for me. I don't think this is an outlier. And it was really refreshing to see, and I was surprised to see it. Mm. Because Julio Jones was washed, felt washed. And yet, when I watched on Sunday night, he looked like the best receiver on the field that included CeeDee Lamb and Mike Evans. He had the great downfield catch. I think it was a 48-yarder. He looked explosive. He Obviously, we know the size and everything like that. But he looked... Pretty close to old Julio Jones. Yeah. And so I don't want to call it an outlier, but I want to highlight it because I enjoyed watching it and I'm excited to see if he can keep that up. Because if so, in that offense, with that quarterback, that's going to be fun to see if that's, you know, 2017 or anywhere close to that, 2018 Julio Jones. That was one of the best receivers in the NFL.
1: That's the other guy that I think is the top seven receiver that I've ever seen in my life. And he looked phenomenal the other night. Mm -hmm. So Julio had a long time team in Atlanta, set all those records and got all those yards, left and went to Tennessee Mm -hmm. and looked finished. And now he's with the GOAT and he's with Byron Leftwich and he's Mike Evans and the whole thing. And they're running heavy and they got play action. And he's got these opportunities down the field. It reminds me of somebody. It reminded me of a guy who left Minnesota and went to the (laughs) Raiders for two years and was in football purgatory, and everybody thought he was washed, and then he goes to New England, and he has the best three-year run of his career, and that's Randy Moss. It's the same situation.
0: He's older, right? He's He's not in his prime.
1: A little older, a little older. But but when Randy left and went to Oakland, Randy didn't look like Randy at all. He didn't. didn't. And And then he he goes to
0: New England, and he looks like rookie-year-old Randy. And I covered that divisional round game. You got A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and, and the Titans lost that one to the Bengals 19-16. to And it was like, those two dudes, that's scary, just the size and right. everything. And you didn't do much. It's like number eight's not doing much. And the Julio I saw then versus the Julio I saw on Sunday night is much, much different. Explosive, strong. It, it put some fear in defenses. And so I hope he can continue that. So I just wanted to mention that one. But my outlier, and you you hinted at it, Joe Burrow's not going to throw four interceptions in a game again this year. What a weird, odd, weird again game. And yeah. I don't know what the hell he saw on that interception where Minka Fitzpatrick played great, by the way. But I don't know what he saw there. But even if you get one of those back, and T.J. Watt made a good play on one. But Burrow was searching a little bit in that first half, played much better in the second half. I think he's going to bounce back, and it's easy to say they're playing Dallas this week without Dak Prescott, but I just – I don't buy that at all. Now, if they go out there and lay another egg at Jerry World, then we might not have any question but to buy it because they shouldn't lay an egg in Jerry World. But the four interceptions thing, man, I, it was almost comical. I was like, what is going on in, Right. They still should have won the game if there wasn't some late-game coaching decisions that uh, potentially cost them and did cost them. But, uh yeah, Joe Burrow isn't going to throw four
1: picks again. And that kicker ain't going to miss the chip shot either. He didn't – man. He, did he? Oh, he got blocked, right? It, it got blocked. Well,
0: one got blocked. One, he did miss. No, and it was an awful miss. It's because the, the backup long snapper was in, and the snap was super high, and they kicked right. it on third down for this scenario – the snap was super high. He kicked the laces. The laces were facing him. Gotcha. Okay. So he because didn't make saw- that excuse. He didn't make that excuse. He just he said, I should have made it that Evan McPherson did.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: I'll make that excuse because it was it was bad, bad um, circumstances and operation leading to that kick.
1: Well, he could kick him for molar High. That's why I, I said that he could be lined up at molar High School and he could make one in your stadium because he's just that good. Yep. And he had uh, made a
0: 59 yarder earlier that day before this right. long snapper got hurt, Clark by,
1: by the way, I know it's a little off topic. That catch that wasn't a catch by Jamar Chase, unreal. And, and I, when I saw it, I'm like, and people said that dude couldn't catch last year. This time last year, everybody was like, what's wrong with him? And he, I never, it was Spider-Man the way he contorted his body, dude. Yep. Yeah, he
0: uh, should have had two touchdowns. Zach Taylor didn't challenge the one. He was unbelievable. Him and Justin Jefferson both. You want two non-outliers? Yes. It's the two dudes from LSU putting up numbers on you. I mean, those two guys, they're going to be compared to each other forever because all they do is put up numbers, and it's uh, its a lot of fun to watch
1: both of them. What, what is wild about that is in that recruiting class, Justin Jefferson was a two-star. Jamar Chase was a high four-star. Mm-hmm. There's another guy who was a higher re- recruit than all of them. His name is Terrace Marshall. He was the five-star recruit, and he ain't a bad uh, player, but – these two dudes man they they're they're gonna be pushing real soon to be number one and number two as soon as Devontae adams leaves and um uh, cooper cup keeps getting doubled a little bit i i guarantee you by the end of the year people are going to say in the, that chase and, and 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 in no specific order that uh that those two guys are one and two.
0: yeah chase and jefferson we'll see but yeah those uh those guys were a lot of fun to watch where are the vikings in our latest power rankings, following their big win over A.A. Ron Rogers in the Packers. We'll get to our power rankings coming up next right here on Locked on NFL.
1: Like I told you, lost my ticket, man. One game cost me the Bears beating the 49ers. But you can be smarter than me, and the way you do that is to go to betonline.net because it's your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info for this season. Find all the latest football League developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's follow-up games in week number two. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports outside of football, other events, and including baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. I heard there's a big Tyson Fury announcement on the horizon. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts.
0: Let's keep things rolling with our week two power rankings, Tony. And we've had a lot of movers and shakers. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll post it right here. And if not, we'll go through them for you on the podcast side of things. And no shock here. The Buffalo Bills stay at number one. I was surprised with the beatdown of the Rams. Not surprised that they're still number one. They were number one on my list. The Chiefs move up from four to number two. The Buccaneers stay put. At number three, the Chargers move into the top five at number four following their win over the Raiders. And the Baltimore Ravens round out the top five after dismantling the Jets.
1: I like it. I like all of it. Um, the Bills had by far the most the best week. I think the Chiefs game was super, super impressive because everyone wanted to see what they looked like without them, without Mahomes being able to close his eyes and just heave the ball downfield and uh Tyreek Hill running underneath it. And then folks wanted to see if their defense was fixed, especially at the rush uh, defensive line, as well as safety and, and corner. And they held up. They held up in the first week. Uh, the Bucs, the Bucks looked good. They they, looked, they didn't look great, but they did look good. It's funny to see at this point of his career, Leonard Fournette looking better than Ezekiel Elliott. And when some point mm-hmm. Zeke passed him up, and now Fournette, who everybody said was fat, is running around on the field like a rookie. So, Uh, Chargers were very, very impressive in their first game. They beat the darlings of the preseason, which were the Raiders. And I agree. Baltimore looks like a totally different team with Lamar Jackson.
0: Let's keep things rolling. Number six, the Los Angeles Rams, Philadelphia Eagles slide into that seventh spot. The Bengals fall to eight following their loss to the Steelers. Then the Vikings from 19 to nine following their win over the Raiders or, or win over the Packers. Excuse me. The Packers dropped to 10. And I'll just go through the the first 15 here. The Saints 11 after their win, their comeback win. Maybe we should talk about the Saints. The Miami Dolphins 12, Broncos 13 after their loss. Raiders fall to 14, and the San Francisco 49ers round out the top 15.
1: If I'm the Steelers, I have a gripe. And my gripe is the Vikings jump from 19 to 9 ahead of the Packers who they beat, and the Steelers Mm – Although it was ugly, they did go and win a game in Cincinnati and the Bengals are still eighth and the Steelers are 17th. I would I would be arguing against that, even though I do think the Bengals are better than the Steelers. But th- the wait, so is, you think
0: the Steelers should be ahead of the Bengals right
1: now? I do only because they just beat them head to oh, head. It doesn't make on. sense. It doesn't make sense. Come it doesn't on. make sense. I think the Packers are better than the Vikings. But look, look at the Vikings. I think the are, Packers are you are sure? Better. I'm not, I don't know that. I think uh, I look. I don't I saw Aaron Rodgers Vikings. I saw Aaron Rodgers two years in a row get spanked early in the year. He got whooped right here in Jacksonville last year because they couldn't play the game in New Orleans, and they they always seem to look this way early in the season. But two years ago, it was Tampa. They went to Tampa and got molly wopped, and then they ended up winning thirteen games in both years. I'm not I'm not totally going against them, and I've seen them win a bunch of games without Devontae Adams while he was hurt. He his his absence the other day was not the reason they lost. It was more or less Elkin Jenkins and, and the, uh, and David Bakhtiari combined with the fact they don't have any receivers added to the fact that oh. they always start slow. This is what they do. Okay.
0: And the fact that they don't have any receivers on a weapons league 16th, the Indianapolis Colts after their tie, the Steelers 17th, they still moved up Tony from 21 to 17, just to be clear, the Browns move up from 22 to 18, the Titans drop to 19, the Commanders Move up to 20. The Cardinals drop all the way to 21, followed by the Seahawks, who moved up five spots after their win. It's Geno Smith time, baby. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back one of the great lines that you'll hear. New York Giants move up to 23. The Patriots fall to 24. The Bears up to 25, followed by the Lions at 26. Cowboys at 27. Panthers at 28. Texans, 29. Jaguars at 30. Falcons 31, Jets 32. Any beef with the back half outside of the the Pittsburgh Steelers, who did move up four spots, even though you you don't like it? You think the Steelers should be in the top 10?
1: I think they should be ahead of the Bengals. Just this week.
0: You think the Saints should be ahead of the Bengals?
1: Yes. Oh, come on. I, I, I like the Bengals. Too. Don't, don't no, make, the, don't no, make the no, no, Don't make you this I love Gordon. the Saints. No, I had to look. bring it
0: up. No, but look, you know look. what I was going to do to you today <laughs> if they did not come back. <laughs> you know what I was going oh, to do yeah. to you today, Tony Williams. Oh, yeah. No, I if they didn't come back Against Marcus Mariota, Drake London, and the Atlanta Falcons. My goodness, you are I, you are a lucky, I lucky I man. I smiled. You, you are smiled. so lucky. I was gonna.
1: Yeah I, yeah, yeah, I was real happy. It's coming. I was, I was don't worry, with it's coming. Too. I was happy with Jameis. I was also happy with his interview when he, were you in pain? He said, yeah, all pain. Everything was in pain. He didn't specifically say what it was because he's the most unintentionally funny person that's ever existed in the National Football League. I uh, will right, we'll say this. Jacksonville, if you watch that game, I don't mind them dropping because they lost, but there's some other teams here that lost too that Jacksonville did not play poorly. They they Here did not are. play poor. No, they didn't. They got off to a slow start and then they roared back and took the lead. And then Washington. The commanders look actually good. I didn't take this into consideration because I was so focused on um, uh the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're Carson really Lutz. yeah, they're really good on the defensive front. Their secondary is very, very active, and they have weapons on offense. Curtis Samuels healthy. We know about McLaurin. Jahan Dotson had two touchdowns, and then they still have the running back, you know, Gibson. So mm-hmm. they have guys that can make you miss tackles in space. They Kyrie Irving, the Jaguars, for most of the first half the other day, where they the Jaguars had somebody in position to make the tackle and then crossover, bang, bang, gone. Mm-hmm. They have a lot. Usually a team has like one guy like that. They got like four people that if they're one-on-one with you in space, you are in trouble because they can really, really, really – shake something and, and know how to uh, make it move. So, yeah, man. But other than that, everything's all good. I don't draw too many cold conclusions after one week because we'll just have to watch and see what happens this week. It's always some
0: something. Saints and Steelers should be ahead of the Bengals. We'll see.
1: Only because the, they didn't play their best game. And I think you you shouldn't – I have the feeling that they're one of the best teams in the AFC. My point is, is when you don't play, it, it's demonstrated performance. If somebody beats you, they need to move ahead of you, especially in week one.
0: Okay, so then the Bengals should drop to like 17. That's I mean that's the only way to do it. I I agree. I mean I get I get the logic.
1: Yeah, they I mean, did it for no, Minnesota. I, they did it for Minnesota. That's why I say that. Minnesota's
0: because, better than Pittsburgh. All right, don't don't even and, they're better and, than
1: Pittsburgh. And and you think the Bengals are better than the Packers?
0: Cuz they are better than the Packers.
1: Right. And Minnesota played at home and 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 Pittsburgh played on the road, so Pittsburgh beat a harder team on the road, and Minnesota beat a banged up team that wasn't as good as that team at home.
0: Okay. All right. Maybe 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 you win this round. Also, I think you should watch the condensed game. Have Bengals me a Bengals Bengals Steelers because
1: man cigarette this a victory. I, I, I
0: think the Bengals lost that game
1: more than the Steelers won it. But, True.
0: You know, people are going to call me a homer,
1: so whatever. True. You are a homer, but that's all good. We are oh all
0: don't you dare with your new orleans man.
1: We're all homers. NFC
0: all champs. They beat yeah. the Falcons.
1: That's a rivalry, by the way. Ooh. You, Ooh. Know it. you know, you know the Falcons. And, and and shout out to my man Aaron Freeman. Uh, uh that does locked on Falcons. I appreciate you tweeting uh to Ross Jackson and to the whole locked on podcast network. Uh yeah, good thing somebody Good thing yeah. I wasn't the one who picked the Saints or whatever you said. Yeah. And I was just sitting there waiting on my boy Jabo to start throwing dimes and busting I, I, all of that, busting all that puffed up stuff down. All them popcorn man. muscles on here talking about who picked the Saints. I picked the Saints. That's who did.
0: By the way, by the way, I saw that and I was like, Oh, Aaron, it's too you, soon. You knew it. You, you can't be going on these victory laps with the with the Falcons. It's the Falcons. All right. Let's let's be honest here. Unless there's zero, zero, zero on the clock, it's the Falcons.
1: When he did it, Andy. this is what I did. This is how I looked at my Twitter. And I was like, what'd he say? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till this happens. And uh my boy Jameis ran out of the blue tent. <laughs> Jameis ran out of the blue tent and started throwing dimes, dimes in Atlanta, dimes in Atlanta, and got and got that team that I picked back to victory hey, it's something sweet think. sweet hey it is
0: sweet to beat the falcons i get it the team you cover never wins and doesn't win much so when the saints beat the falcons it's a celebration in the wiggins household we will see this week my friend when a guy by the name of tom brady is uh is going up against the saints all oh, the saints have brady's number we'll see this week
1: all right All right. I tell you what, you don't have to wait the next week to see you don't have to wait the next see next week to see the number one overall pick get a sack and an interception in his first game. How about that? Everyone who thought Travon Walker was just the worst first overall pick ever. He's the favorite right now on BetOnline.net to win the rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year.
0: Look, all right, and with that, with with the, with this victory lapping, beat the Falcons. Number one overall pick is actually productive. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Erpine. We will be back next Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Check out Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast because we're daily and we're giving you the latest NFL news. So for Tony Wiggins, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for watching and listening right here on Locked On NFL.